Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hiya, everybody, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 349, the last Marvel Cinematic Universe film of 2023, and the one that possibly broke the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mike, we will discuss that. I don't know if you've done any research or not yet, but that's going to be a fun topic. No, no, I haven't done any research, but uh, I... I, I'm interested to hear about how, how broken the cinematic universe is. Well, we will see, Mike. We will see. So there you go. My co-host is always the one, the only Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. How are you going? So, Mike, let's just jump right into it. Uh, why don't you give us the breakdown for the Marvels? All right, Matt. So the Marvels was uh, directed by... Nia uh, DaCosta and written by Nia DaCosta and Megan McDonald. The movie is starring Brie Larson, Tayana Paris, Iman Valerie, uh, Valerie, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. We even practice these, Mike. <laughs> we even practice these. Tayana, Tayana Paris, and Iman Vellani. All right, I, 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 I did practice, but I messed it up. It's okay. It's fine. And then, um, so Carol Danvers gets her powers entangled with those those of uh, Camilla Khan and Monica Rambo, forcing them to work together to save the universe. All righty, All right. Mike. Well, uh, should I explain to the listeners why I sound like absolute hot garbage first, or should I let you give us your first impressions of the Marvels? Uh, why don't you explain why you sound like hot garbage? All righty. So the reason why I sound like hot garbage is because I got COVID for the first time. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. The one thing I have been super cautious about to not get because of all my autoimmune issues and my lung issues and all that other shit. Um, I don't want to lay blame, but I want to lay blame because I'm pretty sure who gave it to me because she gave it to several other people. Uh, it was my new job that gave it to me. Your new job? Oh, no. Yeah, going on the radio every day, the host, who will remain nameless, came in after seeing Adele... And you too, over the weekend in Vegas, walks into the studio Monday morning and says, oh, I have a cold. It's no big deal. And sneezing and coughing all over the place. Monday was fine. She came in Tuesday. Tuesday was fine. Wednesday, she called out sick. I was fine Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And Wednesday night was another story. About Did you get six, hit by a truck? Six or seven o'clock, I started not feeling so good. It just felt like a cold. It was no big deal. Thursday, I had a doctor's appointment. It was just a normal doctor's appointment. I made sure I tested myself before I went in. I tested negative. No problems. Went into the doctors. They said, well, if you don't get any better, uh, let us know. We'll send in for an antiviral or whatever. Uh, Friday was really bad. Uh, Saturday was even worse. Uh, I talked to my doctor today. She said I probably should have gone to the hospital on Saturday because I wasn't breathing really well. Uh, but I did what I did. And I tested myself just before the podcast because I would really need to go back to work. It has been five days. And I am still positive. Oh, man. that's that's uh, it, it lasts a while, dude. Um, even when you're feeling better, you probably have like two days. But, dude, I need to work. I need to make that cheddar, especially in our down economy. That's what's freaking killing me. I had a home inspection. I have all kinds of shit going on tomorrow, and I can't go to any of it because I'm not going to give people COVID. Uh, I'm not. But uh, my good buddy, host of the Mile High Show, came in on Tuesday and did a promo for his uh, comedy stand-up that was on Friday night. Santos now has COVID for the second or third time. Liz came in as well, who is the person that runs the Elks Opera House here in Prescott. Uh, she's a part of the improv troupe. She also uh, was there talking about the comedy show and all that stuff on Tuesday as well. She was the first one to test positive for COVID out of the three of us. Oh, man. Uh, well, Matt, uh, I had COVID once. 
it was uh, May of, of last year, or, uh, Memorial Day weekend, actually. And uh, I remember walking the dog and I felt like death in the morning. And I was like, I, I think I'm sick. And then, and then uh, um, I went in the house and then I went back to sleep. Nice. And then you woke up five days later. Fine. <sighs> no, no. I woke up uh, later that day and then it was like everyone else started to get sick. And then uh, luckily I was able to, I, I was over it in like three days. And uh, I had to go take care of the rest of the family because everybody else got sick. Well, I, I mean, my disease is a uh, ha- hardcore immune system is what my disease is, basically. And so I, I haven't, I don't think my systems symptoms were too bad until uh, Saturday. And, you know, I haven't talked about it much on the podcast because I don't think I really need to. But uh, I have a lot of damage to my lungs from my disease and pneumonia and all kinds of other shit that I've done throughout my life. So my lungs are really fucked up. And so I was having a really hard time breathing on Saturday and f- started on Friday. Saturday was where it was really bad. And then Sunday I started, you know, improving. And today I've been fine. I just sound like shit and I'm still congested a little bit. I'm hacking stuff up. But anyways, so uh, one of the people that was trying his hardest not to get COVID got COVID from someone that was trying to do something nice for me and she should have stayed home. So, uh, theoretically, I got COVID from Adele. Um, yeah, dude, you did. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was bound to get you, dude. It's, it's like going to get everybody. It's just I a think fact. Everybody's going to get it. But yeah, at least you got a uh, lower strain of it. Like um, that first strain that, you know, shut down the whole world was a little bit stronger and, and, and rocked a lot more people. But like, as it's become more infectious, it seems like it's mutating in a way to become more infectious, but also not as terrible. Well, I'm glad I didn't get that first or second round. Whatever one I got, I'm not sure. But it has not been a whole lot of fun. And it if I would have gotten the first or second one, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would have had to have been in the hospital. I don't know. Because uh, Doc said, yeah, you probably should have gone, but I, I'm not going to do that. I'm stubborn. Yeah, dude. The deductible's too high. That, I'd rather... Yeah. That'd ra- I'd rather kick the bucket, too, man. It's way cheaper to die. Fuck yeah, it is. The deductible's like ten grand. Like they don't even they don't even do anything until I spend $10,000. That's fucking awesome health insurance right there, people. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. One... One, two, or three days stay in the hospital, dude, and you are good. Probably 15, 20 minutes, actually. <sighs> um. Anyways, okay, Mike, so let's get back into it. I know that was super off topic, but I, w- I needed to let the audience know that I'm still here. Regrettably, the Real Film Nerds podcast will continue. Yeah, no, and I I, uh, I was sick last week, man, and well, I'm still getting over it a little bit, but... Uh, I feel much better. Dude, much that's better. what I'm saying. This is the sick cast. Last week, this week. Fuck, dude. I'm sure one of us will be sick the week after again. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not, too. I'm not having a whole lot of fun with this shit. I mean, I really just want a Whataburger. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or a Double Double. Oh, yeah, Double Double Animal Style. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, Mike. Back on topic. The Marvels. Marvels. Go. All right. Um, I went in with really low expectations, uh, and it actually was a little bit better than I thought it would be, and that's it. It was okay. Uh, I will go with the opposite. Uh, I went in with really low expectations. They hit and exceeded set expectations. Actually, probably not. Um, I really thought it was going to be maybe a little bit better. Uh, I was surprised by a couple things that were kind of fun, and there's a couple things that are just fucking ridiculous and stupid. Uh, we will discuss those, I'm sure. But uh, the rookie of the year for this film, in my opinion, is uh, Iman Vellani. She was a fantastic. She, you could tell she was having the time of her life. I thought she was the one to watch. She was really just a lot of fun. Yeah, she did have a fun time in her role, and... Uh 
It was good. It was good chemistry between the three, actually. I, I thought they, they kind of had like a all right thing going on camera. It, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, I'm not going to say it was bad. I am biased. I really don't like uh, Brie Larson to begin with. I think she's a horrible person. She's just not very nice, and she treats people like shit. So uh, she shouldn't be Captain Marvel anymore, and I think she's not. And a lot of that is of her own choosing as well because she's just awful to people. And that was reported on set on this film, too. But um, they did have a little bit of on-screen chemistry. It worked for the most part. Uh, I think Brie Larson did a better job in her first film than this one. Uh, I don't like the first Captain Marvel, but it's better than this movie, in my opinion. Oh, okay. All right, man. I guess my expectations were... uh... I don't know. Dialed in correctly. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, let's go with that. So, okay, Mike, um, uh, we can start talking spoilers, but we probably shouldn't. I don't know. Maybe people are going to go see this. The box office sure as hell says nobody went and saw it. No, no. When I went and saw it on a Thursday, uh, usually Marvel movies, it's like, it's packed. The theaters are packed. Like the parking's packed. Now, man, I rolled up on this and I was like, "Oh, this movie's not doing very well." Oh yeah, dude. I I walked right in. There was about seven other seats sold in the theater that I went to, in the showing I went to, other than me and my buddy Clint. So there's wow. about nine people in our showing in the big theater at Harkins. Yeah, no, I went and saw it, and it was you know there was a few people, but it wasn't it was not busy. So. All right, Mike. Well, uh, let's proceed with your question, question sections. My oh, oh okay, yes. all right, dude. I got you, dude. That was an interesting way of leading into it. I don't but, know uh, what else to say. Yeah, dude, my mind is screwed. It's gone. I have COVID brain, right? Oh yes, yes, dude. That you can now. You can blame that for the rest of your life. Oh hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm using for being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that crown that you you lodged up in your 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 your, your noggin. <laughs> you mean the you mean the Lego Batman? Oh, Lego Batman! <laughs> that some bitch has been up there for years. <laughs> nice. Uh, See, you're even forgetting, Mike. What's the first question? What is the first question? Wow, uh, I'm the one with COVID brain, and you're the one that's. What are you drinking? Oh, yes, Matt. What are you drinking this fine morning, evening, afternoon? Dude, you, you're probably drinking, like, not beer. <sighs> Mike, I am drinking a delicious bottle of Tussin DM. <laughs> Tussin DM. <laughs> not Robitussin. I can't afford that name brand shit. It's just It's just Tussin. called Tussin? Yep. Dude, that's really funny. Tussin. Tussin DM. Mm-hmm. So, so is that the generic of some some uh, place? Uh, yes, sir. It is the generic of a co- company that sells uh, generics of all kinds. Yeah. That okay. That's just lame. That's boring. Hey, fucking Walgreens, all right? Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now they need to pay you. us money because I'm promoting Walgreens and their Tussin DM. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. Well, all right. This is just a shit show of a podcast, but we will keep going. Okay. All right, all right, all right, Matt. Um, so I am drinking a uh, Copper Tail um, Free Dive uh, IPA. I'm back to my IPAs, Matt. After your week of drinking, was it NyQuil last week? Uh, yeah, it was, it was NyQuil and, and DayQuil. Lots of DayQuil and NyQuil. Just alternating. Now, question. Do you take like the day pill, like day pill, DayQuil pills and like put them in your mouth and then shoot it back with NyQuil? Oh, that, that, uh, that would be an interesting idea. No, no. I, I tend to just take the, the, the DayQuil liquid stuff because I, I i i like the flavor of that terrible uh syrup well it is like 
ninety percent alcohol. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Mags hates it. She takes the pills. Mm. She's missing out, man. She's missing out. So, all right, Mike. Well, now the most important part of the podcast for you, Mike. What is this week's Marvel Cinematic Universe themed? Dad joke. I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. Uh, what is Iron Man without his suit? Uh, soft man. Stark naked. Ha. Okay, that was all right. That's different than the one you read last week. <laughs> you liked it, dude. You it liked was. It. it was good. The one last week was pretty good too, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't bad until we I mean, cut it out and you reread a different one. And I know you were trying to find it, you couldn't find it. <laughs> I could tell that's exactly what you were doing. That's what it was doing. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, and then I guess we don't have an MCU tie-in because this is MCU. Yeah, the whole movie's an MCU tie-in. So woohoo! We don't have to do that part, right, Mike? You got it out of that one. Woo! I did. So, all right, Matt. so the next uh, 37 hours of this podcast is going to be our spoiler discussion on the Marvels because this movie is amazeballs. Amazeballs. What? Uh, is, what? You just said you hated it. Dude, I'm just trying to get a quote on the box of the Blu-ray for Disney because, I mean, they're not going to have many quotes. And I think amazeballs, you know, on the front, real film nerds, oh. amazeballs. Uh, that would be funny. Dude, if we ever got quoted on a uh, on a DVD box, dude, or that'd be crazy. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I mean, we still have, you know, a handful of uh, Mission Impossible Blu-rays to hand out, so people, if you uh, want one of those. And then uh, we we're supposed to have a giveaway either this week or next week, and I didn't get an email, so I'm thinking it'll probably be next week. Okay, all right. Um, let's see, uh... Well, where do we start on this movie, Matt? What I guess, Matt, what was the most egregious thing in this movie that you didn't like? Besides Brie Larson? Right, besides Brie Larson. Everybody already knows you don't like Brie Larson. <laughs> You've quite established that. Just moving making sure on. it's out there. Yeah, moving on. Next. Um, the plot. Okay. It was horrible. There's not really one in there. Well, I guess talking about the plot, man, I will say that the end of the movie was like super quick and like, wait, what, what just happened? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, to, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just get in. There's some sort of like, uh, th- through things, there's some sort of way that they can open up, what are they, time portals or what? what yeah. Like jump points? Jump points, yeah. Jump points. And uh, they open up a whole bunch of bad ones. And then finally they open up one that's like to another dimension or something, right? Like an alternate. Alternate, yeah, another. Uh, multiverse? Uh, another universe? A multiverse, I yeah. Know. I think it's another multiverse. It's like a multiverse. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll close that one up. And then, like, basically the movie's like, all right, we're over. And you're like, well, what about all those other ones? Yeah. Not addressed. Yeah. Not addressed. Well, I mean, Mike, I can I can go off about the plot. So um, one of the biggest issues I have with the plot or just the character in general is the villain. The villain was not very good. Now, I'm not blaming the actress. I think she did a fine job for what she was given. But she is basically Ronan the Accuser from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Has the same weapon, the same everything. She's a Kree. She's just not as good. She's just not as good. It's not a developed character. It's She's pissed because Captain Marvel destroyed her planet of Hala. And what movie did she do that in? Oh, wait. She didn't do that in another movie. They had to do it in this movie at the beginning. Okay, so that would have been a great big part of the thing is her revenge on the Cree people and going and destroying all these things that destroyed this world. How it turned out off their son, I don't understand that, but it did that too. And so she's the whole thing is revenge, which I know you like, but 
the villain was just incredibly subpar for a Marvel movie. Probably one of the most forgettable villains ever in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, I'm not slamming the actress. She did what she could with what she had. I'm not saying she did a bad job. The character was just garbage. So, yes, the the villain was, was weak, but for, you know, the Kree a little bit, and it was like, yeah, you know, um, she really did screw up your planet. I don't know about the sun thing either, dude, but whatever. Just go with it. But... It was like then her then it didn't seem as uh, I don't know like evil like her plot like it just seemed like she was going around like terrorizing different groups who had resources and and she was but like I don't know it it, it was a little bit it was a gray area it wasn't you know usually the the bad guys are really bad and you're just like cool they're bad I'm good. But this was very like, I don't know if this is a bad guy. And I, I, I like, I'm not a huge fan of the Kree, but the Kree are a well-known race in the comic books. Uh, um, so's the scrolls. And I thought that whole scroll Kree thing got figured out in Invasion. Did you, And I know you didn't watch Invasion. I watched all the shows and everything leading up to this, except for one, which is Miss Marvel. I have not watched Miss Marvel. After watching... Um, I'm on Villani's performance in this. I kind of want to go back and watch Miss Marvel because if she's that much fun in this movie, an entire series where she's that much fun might be good. And, you know, some of the best humor in this film was her family. Oh, yeah. Her family was funny. Yeah, they, they were great. Uh, that was some of the funniest parts of the movie. Um, One thing I will praise them, and it's an action sequence that I actually thought was really good. Now, it's convoluted how they explain it all. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but how they're switching places. That first fight scene that goes on for, I don't know, 20 minutes, where they're constantly switching from space. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was done really well. I thought that was really good. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was hilarious. It was well orchestrated, but they didn't explain it. Like They are like, oh, well, if they use their powers, they switch, but it's not if they use their powers. It's if they use their powers at the same time, but then how does it know who's using it? That's where it gets convoluted. But overall, I really liked that. Uh, yeah, that was actually a pretty cool scene, and it, it worked well. The, it was good flow. Like They did a good job. Like And everybody was like surprised when they are the thing, but then they just kind of started to adjust to it. So th- that was good. Uh, one thing I will say about this movie that they... So I liked some of the stuff they did with it, but at the other part, I didn't like some of the stuff. So at the beginning of the movie, they use the Flurkins a little bit for stuff. Those are the, the cats, right? The, yeah, Flurkins are the cats, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, why are they using the same thing over and over again? Um, like the first uh, movie... And then at the end, the end sequence was was way better. Like, that was great. I thought that was fun. But I don't think they needed some of the stuff in the beginning of the movie. So the Flurkins eating everybody at the end was hilarious. Yes. No, that was hilarious. But the the beginning part was not... Like, I I felt like they were beating a dead horse, kind of. Okay. But I think it might have been to... Because, you know, hey, audience, you can't remember the last movie you saw, so we're just going to remind you that there's these cats that can do this thing. And I was like, okay, they could do that once, but they did it like two or three times in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I clearly the Flurkins operate a little bit differently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than they do in the comic books, because how they exist in the comic books is when they, the way they're able to suck stuff up and store it away it's the cats basically have a black hole inside them and when they suck stuff up it goes into the black hole and then as you saw they regurgitated a lot of it up ah yes like um yeah no the 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 sequence uh up in the space station or wherever the heck yeah they were. It, that was the, the space the station yeah that was um uh was it saber i think is what they call it yeah, yeah. 
That's a, and I like the space elevator was cool too. Yeah, that's a very big thing in the comic books as well. Is the the uh, sabers like the shield of space? Basically, is what they are. Okay. Yeah. No. That 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 was cool, but I I don't know, man. Like, just I thought they they tried to use it too much, but. Well, the, I, I don't know. The flirting part was just fucking ridiculous, and it came out of nowhere, and it was... I mean, you know who I feel the worst for is Nick Fury. I mean, dude, that's a hell of a great character, and he's just relegated to the simpleton in this film. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. It was stupid. Yeah, he wasn't really in it, man. He was just kind of a figurehead guy. He was like a check in the box. Yeah. I, I just, I felt bad for it. I, I mean, Nick Fury is a hell of a character. He's a hell of a badass. I watched during my sickness of COVID, uh, they had uh, Avengers on TV and all that stuff. And I mean, the Avengers were so good. And this is what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kind of turned into, Mike. And it's it's a disaster. So I'll talk about what I introed in the beginning of the pod. I don't want to take up too much time because I know you need to go to bed. But Marvel announced today after this weekend that they have pushed back every single one of their films that's coming out in 2024 the only film right now that is guaranteed to come out in 2024 is the new deadpool and that's it and they even pushed that back like three months huh is that because they want to take a hard look and be like are these worth it i don't know they're not saying but yeah i think that's probably what it is because i mean this movie flopped it flopped hard this weekend Really hard. Forty-seven million is a joke for a Marvel movie. Yeah, no, it did. It it flopped bad, and and uh, overall, the parent Disney is 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 uh, had quite a few flops lately. So, um, I I don't know what that means overall, but uh, I imagine that the either the quality is going to go up or they're going to cancel some movies and something dude they might just shelf something they might be like yeah it's done but we're never going to release it i don't know do you think this is the end of the marvel cinematic universe as we know it mike no no i think they would have to have more than just one bad one or two bad um returns dude they've had a lot of really bad returns in the past probably half a dozen films since probably the eternals i know the the ant-man uh quantum mania yeah that one that was very uh not well received dude and people slammed the shit out of that movie and i i didn't think it was terrible i didn't think it was great but i definitely thought it was better than this movie so it was better than this movie but what i was disappointed was it wasn't much of an ant-man movie that's true mostly yes that's true. <laughs> if you don't have Luis in it, bullshit. Right. Yes. And it and it was just you you were in the I mean, obviously you're in the quantum realm, but like it just wasn't ant uh, like I don't know. It was just I don't know. That movie didn't really know what it was trying to do. Yeah. And I guess this movie is kind of the same thing. Yeah. No, dude, I 100% agree. That's very, very true. Now, there's good aspects in both of them. There's great aspects in this. Uh Miss Marvel Kamala Khan loved her. She did a fantastic job. I think her powers are ridiculous. It's basically uh, a ripoff of um, uh, Green Lantern, which is not her powers in the comic, FYI. Her powers in the comic is she's basically kind of like Mr. Fantastic. She has uh, stretchy arms and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, way different. Yeah. Yeah, they took liberties with her powers, obviously. But I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. I, I, She was one of the best parts of this film. Um, I don't like that they never named Monica Rambo's character. In the comic book, She's there's two different versions of her. There's one known as Binary, and there's another one known as Photon. They don't name her either way. They just leave her alone. I think she was a waste of a character. She really didn't even need to be in this movie, other than the ending part like she really didn't do a whole lot and then uh captain marvel they kind of tried to welch her powers because she's like basically superman she's omnipotent with no kryptonite so she can do anything most powerful everything you know so they kind of tried to make her kryptonite kryptonite miss marvel and monica rambo and i mean it kind of worked um the other scene that I really hated in this movie that I think had no point was the whole dancing shit. No, dude. 
I was going to bring that up. I, the, the, it was really weird. Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't come off like neat or like creative. It was just weird. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like the cat thing. The cat thing, the Flurkins came out of nowhere. You know, they kind of did. I mean, they played it up. And, but like I said, in the comics, you know, uh, people usually don't really come back much once they're ingested by a Flurkin, but they used them for travel in this one. I mean, it was fine. It was cute seeing all the cats, even though I'm super allergic to them. Just seeing the cat on screen, I started sneezing. Oh, jeez. No, that was probably the well, COVID. Well, the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the end sequence was was a, uh, a creative use of them, uh, but the beginning sequence, I was like, why are they doing this again? Right, right. Yeah, because they did it in the first film. Um, one thing I did kind of like, so Mike, I, maybe I should ask you more on this, but uh, I watched all the programs that led up to this. I watched all of WandaVision. I watched um, uh, Secret Evasion. Uh, I watched all that stuff. The only thing I didn't watch, like I said, was Miss Marvel, which now I might go back and watch. Uh, Mike, do you think it was good that they had the introduction of who Miss Marvel was and who uh, Monica Rambo was? Did you watch WandaVision and Miss Marvel and Secret Evasion? Uh, no, no, I didn't see it. So, sure. It was good. Did it help introduce the characters a little bit? Um, I, I don't know. I didn't see any of the stuff, so I don't no, know. No, that's what I'm saying. At the start of the film, they had an introduction of who Miss Marvel was and who Monica Rambo was. Oh, um, I guess, yeah. I mean, if you hadn't seen the stuff, yeah, for sure. Okay. You haven't watched WandaVision yet, huh? We started, and then it was, it was weird, and then uh, just got distracted by, I don't know, life, kids, probably. Honestly, dude, it's one of the better Marvel Cinematic Universe films. WandaVision and Loki are probably the two best. They're both very good. Very, very good. Okay. All right. Uh, Falcon All right. and Winter Soldier is pretty good, too. I enjoyed that. We did watch that. Yeah, that was pretty good. It, that one was more of a, uh, like a, like a really long Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, like lots of you know, action sequences and stuff where Loki and WandaVision are more cerebral, I guess. A lot more thinking, a lot of more weird shit yeah. going on. So, all right, Mike. Well, I, I could sit here and talk Miss Marvel all day, uh, what I liked, what I didn't like. I mean, not Miss Marvel, the Marvels. Um, overall, I don't know if this is the worst Marvel Cinematic Universe movie out. But uh, it's damn close, man. I think it'd give any other film a run for its money for the worst. I don't know. what If you had to pick a your least favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film, what would you name, Mike? Just movies, not TV shows or any of the other stuff, just movies. I don't know, man. For me, it's like uh, Thor 2. Uh, was it Dark? Yeah, Thor Dark 2, Earth? The Dark World was horrible, dude. Yeah, and, dude. and what's really sad is that... Um, the elves in there are big characters in the Thor universe and the Thor world and in just Marvel comics in general. And we haven't seen them since, you know, they were in that movie and that movie was such garbage. I think that's still probably the worst. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, I, I don't know. This is pretty bad. I mean, uh, we talked about Ant-Man, uh, quantum mania. That wasn't very good. Yeah. Do you, well, but do you like this better than quantum mania or do you think it was worse? I think I like, ah, man, I think I like Quantum Mania better than this. Okay, okay. I, I definitely do. Uh, Quantum Mania was just kind of more of like almost like a space film, but not. It was not an Ant-Man film at all. No. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. Well, it's 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 definitely up on the on the list of the bad ones. I just I I like you know both of us do. We both love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We love these films. That's why it's a big factor in our podcast. I I hope this helps wake Disney up and they can start fixing what's going on and they can start getting more recognized directors. I don't know. I didn't think the directing was bad in this. No, no, I don't think the direct. I, I think it was just the 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 plot wasn't that great, and 
you could only do so much. Yeah. So I'm not sure where the breakdown was, you know, like, was it, was it the writing that was just terrible or, or was it the executive producers overreaching or was it the studio overreaching? Yeah. I don't which know. Which is what dude. I hard. think it probably more is, but that's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. And, and if that was, then that's, there's going to be problems, man. You can't have all these, uh, all these chefs in the kitchen, you know? Right. Like, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. They basically told James Gunn, go for it and look at what he did. Yeah. After rehiring him. Well, no, they did that on the first two. They kind of let him do what he wanted. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job. And then they screwed him over. Then they brought him back. And now he's running the DC world, which I'm excited for. I mean, if. DC starts cranking out stuff and putting Marvel to shame. Maybe that's why they're taking a break to be like, you know what? We need to figure this out. But one thing they also announced today, announcing that Deadpool is still going to come out. They announced that Deadpool is definitely rated R. They're not fucking around with it at all. It is rated R. Oh, nice. It's nice. great. And it's, and it's going to be under probably 20th century, right? Uh, like it's probably, not gonna... but I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. They're not going to release it under the, 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 the Disney. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's still a Marvel product. You know, they're saying it's his introduction to the MCU. So we'll see. Um, oh, one last one before we get into our ratings and we talk about if we're going to do a podcast next week or not. Um, what did you think of the end scene, Mike, with uh, um, uh, Frazier? Uh, interesting. Uh, I was like, well, that's cool. I don't know where this is going to go, but okay. We got our first like, official introduction of the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, officially. All right, well, there we go. Do you think it means that the Fox universe exists because they used Kelsey Grammer? Or if you noticed, it wasn't Kelsey Grammer dressed up in an outfit. It was digital Kelsey Grammer, which fine, whatever. But uh, I, I'm wondering if they're trying to say that the Fox universe is a multiverse of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's how they're going to get Deadpool over, maybe? I don't know. Because, oh. you know, Deadpool's okay. in the yeah. Fox universe. Yeah. He is a mutant. Yeah. Deadpool was owned by Fox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, dude. But they own Fox now. Right. So, so they, they go, well, you know, all those X-Men movies that came out in the 90s? In the early 2000s, they're all part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe too now, but they're just not our X-Men. See? Yeah, got it. Anyways, we could hypothesize about that shit forever. Um, Mike, next week, I don't know if we're going to do a podcast or not. You're going to be out here in Arizona. Whoop, whoop. So I don't know if you're going to have right. time to record. Uh, I want to hang out with my best friend that I get to see once, maybe twice a year. So I'm going to do that instead of record. But uh, I'll still go see the new Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go see it for the radio for sure. Uh, Is this the year of movies two hours plus? I mean, Jesus Christ, Mike. Two hours and 37 minutes? That's ridiculous. Dude, I don't know, man. It just seems like they're... We, we we want our 90-minute movie back. I, I want mine, yeah. Anything under two hours, I'm golden for nowadays. But uh, so since we're probably not going to be doing a podcast on that, at least I don't think so. We might we might not. We'll keep you posted. Um, then our next podcast would be a movie that I'm anticipating and looking forward to that comes out on Thanksgiving. It's called Napoleon. Yeah, dude, Napoleon looks awesome. And I mean, and it's Mike Wrigley Scott. It's a short one, dude. It's only two hours and thirty-eight minutes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Napoleon. I was. Oh, all right. So it's only two hours and thirty-eight minutes. So it's a whole minute longer than the Hunger Games. Woo! God, dude. But again, it's not as long as our podcast last week. That's why I'm like doing like the Killers of the Flower Moon was three hours and 26 minutes. It was, dude. I mean, just in my bladder. add all those Oof. hours together along with our podcasting, Mike. This is why we have such an incredible Real Filmers podcast. It is. It is, uh, is a lot of time, dude. It's a lot of time. So anyways, we'll keep you posted which way we go. Uh, you'll know. It'll be in our feed. 
So, anyways, uh, other than that, Mike, how many reels do you give uh, the Marvels? Uh, I'm going to give uh, the Marvels... Uh, ooh, I think I'm going to give it one and a half reels. Oh, see, and I was the one that was going to be the dick. That's so funny because you kept saying, oh, no, no, I thought it was good. It was okay. Well, Mike, do you know how many reels I give it? Negative three? No, one and a half. Oh, one and a half. Wow. We're yeah, tied. We are tied. Twinsies. We are twinsies. And if you doubt my my uh, rating, go take a look. And you can see if you do letterboxed social media for movies and movie reviews, when I'm walking out of the theater, every single time I see a movie, I tell people this, I rate it right there. So if you really want to know my rating before the podcast, follow me on Letterboxd. You'll know. All right. So, all right, Mike, I think I've jabbered on probably way too much and I'm not talking super well anymore. The COVID brain has taken over. You need to go to bed. Mike, uh, why don't you do your thing? All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on the socials. Uh, Instagram, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Facebook, formerly known as Meta, or no, wait, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you maybe next week. Or if not, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. And then... We'll do the next week after that. With Napoleon. With Napoleon. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Welcome, everyone. This is Ma Hinshaw. Loses her cookies. And... Pumpkin Pie, episode number 38, The Marvels. Good afternoon or evening or morning or whatever. Hi, Matt. How are you? I wasn't sure if you're talking to me or the listeners because I know what time of day it is right now. So are you talking to the listeners on whenever they're listening to you? Sure. That's what I'm doing. You just don't have dementia and don't know what time of day it is is what it is. No, I know sure. what time of day it is. It's, uh, yeah. Positive. I'm positive. It's like nighttime. It's dark. Have, have the orderlies given you your medications before you go to oh, bed? Quit that. No. Cut it out. I'm suffering from pumpkin pie-itis. Anyway. You're the one that did it. You could have just had cookies. Well, I know, but I did. I made a pumpkin pie. Anyway, out of my smashed pumpkins, which I smashed a lot of pumpkin. So is this Mahinshaw's eating hour? Because you're not talking about cooking. You're just talking about eating. Or is this Mahinshaw talks about movies? I'm talking about movies. I am talking about the Marvel. And, um, and pumpkin pie. Yeah, that too. Anyway. Hey, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I really did. I mean, the fight scenes were a bit long. I thought Brie did a much better job of acting in this one than Captain Marvel. I, you know, I really felt like she did a better job. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. But, um, and it was fun. I thought the CGI stuff was just wild and crazy. And, you know lying from one world to another, leaving a trail, which she probably wouldn't do, but, you know, she did. And uh, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Matt? How many times did you fall asleep during this movie? None. Really? Really. Because I figured you slept through at least three quarters of it to be able to say you enjoyed it. No, I thought it was pretty good, really. This movie was awful. You did? It was terrible. It was not good at all. Oh, no. It had a handful of good parts, but for the most part, it was awful. Well, I kind of had a hard time keeping track of what universe they were at or in or around or wherever. So I had to stay awake, you know. The plot of this film was garbage. Absolute garbage. Do you realize they stole the plot from Spaceballs? No, I didn't. 
from Spaceballs? Really? Well, what's the villain doing going to all these other planets? They went to the water planet and stole their water. They went yep. to a uh, oxygen planet and stole their air, right? right. And then they came yeah. to our world to steal the, our sun. Right. And what other movie did they try and steal the oxygen and atmosphere? Oh, that's right. They did do that in Spaceballs. Gee, that's kind of, I never thought of that, you know? Now, the question is, did Spaceballs copy the Marvel comic or did the Marvel comic copy the Spaceballs? This is an original story. This story isn't from the comics. Oh, it's original. Oh, That's how a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films are. They're inspired by the comics, but they're typically original stories to a degree. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought, you know, you would read the comic and you'd pretty well know what was going to go on and everything. Well, there's some storylines that are very prominent, like uh, the Infinity Wars, you know, the um, Thanos and all that. That's a big storyline in the comics. But everything Mm -hmm. else that goes around it was not what was in the comics at all. Really? Oh, shocker. But what do I know? Because I really don't read comics, let alone Marvel comics. Well, you just don't know how to read. You can can own it, Mom. It's fine. Yeah, I probably couldn't see it anyway. No, I'm joking, but, you know. I pay no, a lot I, of money so you can listen to audiobooks. We've had this discussion before, and you still I, don't listen uh, to them. So yes, whose fault is that? Yes, I do. And uh, can I ask you to get a book for me if I want it? Yeah, but not right now. We're recording a podcast about this oh, horrible well, movie. That It's not horrible. It's average. It's sort of. You're not convincing me very well. And it's woman power. Come on. Don't poo-poo at all. Or, well, yeah. So me saying that the plot is absolute garbage is going against women power. Well, no, but they were, they were, the ladies were the ones that were, you know, battling the bad folk. That's wonderful. Did I say anything about the characters? Did I say anything about any of that? And yes, the characters were kind of screwed up too, but. (laughs) See? But the plot is the biggest problem with this film. It is horrible. The story is awful. Well, okay. Sort of not real great. Yeah. Mom, think about it. You could take Monica Rambeau, one of the main characters, who they still never named her superhero name because in the comic book she has two different ones depending on what version she is. Uh, Monica Rambeau in the comic books is known as uh, Photon or Binary are her superhero names, depending on what she's doing at the time and which universe it is. They don't call her any of those. They just keep calling her Monica Rambo. But think about it. She does nothing until the very end of the film. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So you could have done this film without her, except for the very end, which you could have had Captain Marvel do or Kamala Khan do. Well, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Well, see, see, this is the thing. I sit here and I argue and tell you about all this stuff, and then you change your rating. You're not supposed to do that. I'm not changing my rating. You're supposed to stand up for the film that you said is so great. I didn't say it was that great, but I said it was okay. It was entertaining. I think the best part of the whole film was Kamala Khan, played by Iman Vellani. She was fantastic. She was having a great time. You can tell. Yeah, you could tell, and she was, and I liked her very much. She's the best part of the film. She is. I agree with that. It makes me want to go back and watch the Miss Marvel show that's on uh, Disney+. Plus. I never watched it because it, people hated it so bad. But if she was enjoying it and having this much fun, it has to be pretty fun, the show, I would think. And her family. Her family was a lot of fun, and they were hilarious. Oh, I loved her family, and I didn't want to rave on about them very much, but I liked their family. And then, okay, okay, so I rewatched, I don't know, you know, with my bout of COVID, as everybody heard about in the, my podcast. Mm-hmm. I watched, you know, Avengers. There's lots of Marvel movies on TV because Captain Marvel coming out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the original Avengers because it was on TV. And it's just a shame to sit here and watch this mastermind of orchestrating the Avengers and creating this incredible team and being this just all around badass. Hence the reason why they hired Sam Jackson to play him. You know, oh, Nick yeah. Fury relegated to a side yeah. character in this film. Yeah, he was. That's true. And he is one of the most badass mofos in all of Marvel. And he was a side character that chased cats in this. No. Yeah, he did. Well, he chased the cat and would pet it, talk to it. 
all that cats, stuff. Cats, plural. Well, yeah, I know all the kitty That's what cats. I'm saying. That's all he did. He chased the cats. Yeah. I mean, that's just bad script writing. That's bad it story is. writing. It's a bad plot. It's just atrocious. Yeah, even though the cat part was funny. I, I, I thought it was funny. That's great. It came out of nowhere. And by the way, the Flurkins in the comics are different. Like, when they eat people, they typically don't come back. Oh, because, yeah, they spit out all the people that they ate. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, gee, that is different than the comic. Yeah, and then, the and then they had the world where everybody was singing and dancing, which was one of the most ridiculous, stupid things oh, in yeah, film I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. That whole thing could have been taken out. It was just stupid. True, true. And it was long. One of the long parts, to my view. Yeah, and the movie's only an hour and 45 minutes, yeah. if you can believe <laughs> that. Thought it was long. And... <laughs> And they did reshoots. Oh, they did? Oh. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't want to recap my podcast. You can listen to it, Ma. But uh, the should. other really, really, really horrible thing about this was the villain. The villain was as forgettable as a Marvel villain has ever been. She's a direct ripoff of um, the other Kree villain from Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm spacing on his name. He's a wonderful character. I thought he was a lot of fun. He, he was played by an actor I really, really like. Uh, Ronan the Accuser in uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. She has the same weapon as him. She's a Kree. She even has the purple stuff. She has the same almost motivations as him. She's a direct copy of a wonderful villain. But she wasn't really much. No. Now, I'm not saying the actress did a bad job. I thought she did a really good job with what she had. She didn't have much. Correct. The character was garbage. So do you understand why I really did not like this movie? There are more negatives than there are positives. Yeah. The fight scene, one positive, again, went over it in my podcast with Mike, but one of the positives I like is the fight scene, the first one where they're changing places constantly. I love that. That was really well done, and that was fun, and it was goofy, mm-hmm. and it was heart-wrenching all at the same time. I thought it was fantastic, but they laid out the ground rules that when they use their powers, they switch places. But yet, right. they use their powers throughout the film, and they didn't switch places, and so they explain later, they say, oh, well, it's when we use our powers at the same time. But it wasn't during that first fight. It was just Ooh, when they used their powers. Didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So another mm-hmm. bad yeah. story. Bad plot, that? bad writing. Again, hmm. I'm not trying to make you change your statements. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it, Mom. But I'm just pointing I out all the things that it. ruined it for me. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed her family. I I thought the way they took the what were they scrolls or whatever back to Earth that was craziness. Uh, well, and Valkyrie comes out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. Even though they already had a whole ton of scrolls on, it just, it didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I am just a greenhorn novice. I thought it was... Mom, okay. you are not. You are 81 years old. You've seen more films in your lifetime than I've seen ever. I probably forgot more than you've seen in your lifetime, too, do we need old. to call? Do we need to call the orderly again? No. Do you need your, do you need your cookie? Do you need your shots and your pills? No, I'm I'm splendid, really. I, I'm really great. But no, I I'm not saying that. But I mean, maybe I just wasn't as picky. I loved when the girls were like flying th- through the air, and you know that and that was when Ivan was stuck outside, the floating around and stuff. I, I well, mean, I, we've had this discussion before, I, Mom. I personally feel. That And we've had this, I think, on your first podcast, maybe even farther back. We've definitely talked about it on the radio. I feel that you don't really care how good or how bad a movie is as long as you're out of the house. And that inherently right there takes it up three cooks. And if I have some Cheetos or Junior Mints. (laughs) I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just what it is. You're just happy to be in a movie theater, which is great because at least you're going. People aren't. I mean, when I saw the Marvels, I saw it opening night. There was seven other people in the theater, and it was the big theater at Harkins. Oh if this was a normal Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, that fucking thing would have been sold out. Yes. and Well, we had mm, a decent amount of people, and that's kind of weird considering I went at, what was it, 4.30 or something. But, uh, yeah, that that's sad. 
it's really too bad. Well, here's another thing that they announced on Monday. I talked again, I talked about it on my podcast. Maybe we should just have you come on with me and Mike now. I don't know. But, uh, uh, the the marvels did so bad they only made 47 million in the u.s over the weekend which is Mm -hmm. nowhere any close to their budget whatsoever Mm -hmm. um are you gonna keep talking over me mom or can i talk no you can talk okay thank you they marvel and disney disney slash marvel same thing i guess in a way now um they have pushed back every single marvel cinematic universe film that's coming out next year except for one Every single one of them. So to put that in perspective, I think we got four or five this year. So uh, this is this might be the movie that ended the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who knows? Oh, that would be sad. Oh, mom, people don't care. They're not going. They're not making money. And if it's not good on top of it all, which I'm sure the... Well, of course, that's why it's not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so they estimate the budget at $250 million. Oh. And it made 48 over the weekend. Oh, that's awful. That's that not, crazy. that's a hell of a loss. Yes, it is. It's a horrible loss. Oh, that's too, I just, I mean, I don't know. I thought it, I liked it. I liked the, the CGI and, the, you know, flying in the different worlds and stuff and the fighting. I don't know. I, I mean, did it, was it fantastic? No. You know, but it was entertaining to me. That That's all, you know, but that's me and my Cheetos, right? Well, good. So, so then how many Cheetos do you give the Marvels? <laughs> Are you going to go back to cookies now? Because you lose your cookies, but you're talking about Cheetos. No, that's, I just eat Cheetos at the movie. Um, um, I'll go back to cookies. I really wanted to give it three. It was just average, but it was okay in, to my view. Okay. But I guess I don't, nobody else agrees with me, but I'm going to stand on what I say. Okay? Do I need to agree with you? No, I'm saying what you're saying. Nobody went to the movie, so there's a lot that disagree with me, but I thought it was entertaining. It wasn't well, the best. Mom, role. they didn't go, so how do they know? Well, they, I, they don't know. They just they don't have that. interest based on the trailers. Right, right. Yeah, that's too bad. So, okay, next week, if we podcast at all, we might not. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is uh, Mm -hmm. kind of a prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy. So we'll see how that goes. It looks pretty good. It has a hell of a cast. But Mm -hmm. um, if we don't podcast next week, the week of Thanksgiving, an incredible film, or at least I hope it's going to be an incredible film is coming out by uh ridley scott starring joaquin phoenix <gasps> Ooh. that is napoleon oh I- i've got to see it so if you don't hear us next week you'll hear us the week after and we'll be chatting about napoleon that comes out on thanksgiving day oh my gosh i've got to go see that oh yes joaquin i think phoenix. ma is a little excited for that yeah i am i am looking for well hey you know i actually saw Oh, gee. My watch went off. I'm sorry. I actually saw an original, several original paintings or pictures of Napoleon when I went to the Smithsonian, you know, when I was in Washington. (gasps) Oh, this will be so exciting. I think. I hope. Right? You sound like you're pretty excited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I might go to the Hunger Games just because I get hungry for Cheetos and, you know. Junior Mints. I mean, I don't know. I'll see. And you can't eat Cheetos at home. I can, but I don't. <laughs> Do you eat the Flaming Hot Cheetos? Nope. Why not? I the originals, the the old time original ones. You don't even like the puffy ones? No, I don't like the puffy ones. I like just the regular Cheeto Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Well, you like the crunch? Mm-hmm. I love the crunch. It's what good. if you crack one of your old teeth? Hey, I'm I might, and I might. Have, have to get dentures i don't know and I yeah the or- you're gonna make the orderlies mad mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Stop that. Anyway. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to only feed you applesauce and yogurt and you know okay. things that are soft maybe oh, milkshakes if you're lucky oh no i wish i won't i couldn't handle that Ooh. oh well anyway thank you matt i i I did. I probably, I don't know if I'd have gone to the Marvels, but I did, and I liked it. So there. 
Okay, so can we be done now since you're yes, well past done. your 15 minutes? I'm way done. Okay. You know, it's called 15 minutes of fame, Mom, not 35. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us again for Ma Hinchon Loses Her Cookies, episode number 38. Oh, join us, hopefully, next week. If not, join us the week after. So uh, you know where to find us, realfilmnerds.com, Twitters, all that stuff. So, anyways... Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.